Hey, everybody. Welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller, and every week, or every other week or so, <laughs> we cruise around town in our muscle cars, enduring hazing from the seniors, and end up smoking on the 50-yard line. <sighs> yep. All that in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Well, this week, we're asking the question, is the Fed dazed and confused? Well, the Federal Reserve is set to announce its latest interest rate decision this week. Now, on the surface, it seems like a boring meeting as opposed to the super exciting meetings that they always are. <laughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> Excuse me. Almost everyone believes that the central bank will leave rates alone. But where is the Fed going to go next? Opinions are starting to get split. Longer term, it looks like the Fed will likely eventually resume its rate hiking campaign, but there are growing whispers that the next move might have to be a rate cut. So we'll take a deep dive into what the markets are looking for from the Fed and what the current economic outlook tells us. We'll also take a look at some of the earnings reports that are due out this week. Not a big number of companies on the docket, but a handful of big names will still announce their quarterly results. That includes FedEx. Uh, they might give us a clue as to the health of the overall economy. Uh, they might be able to tell me also when my package from Newegg is arriving. We'll take a look at uh, what people are expecting from the package delivery giant, besides my package from Newegg. We'll also check in on some of the other notable names on this week's list. This includes a major retailer. <laughs> if that isn't a teaser, I don't know what is. A couple of car-related companies. Ooh, we're getting even more specific here. And the world's most famous soccer team. Hmm. And as always, we'll park our Chevelles in front of some of Wall Street's more unheralded parties. And yeah, we've got some good news about incomes in the U.S. Well, good news if you didn't have to live through the past 17 years. We've got Facebook claiming a wider U.S. reach than the U.S. has people. Okay, we've got a retailer experimenting with having no inventory. And we've got a few legal questions that need answering. One involves whether monkeys can hold a copyright. Another involves the constitutional right to wear a bikini to work. And a third tells you how not to deliver marijuana in California. Hint, <laughs> don't use a drone. This is the uh, L-I-V-E-N living episode of Offbeat Wall Street. If it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice we're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are going to try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> well, the main focus this week, as we said, will be the Federal Reserve. The Central Bank's rate-setting committee is set to hold its regular policy meeting, and a decision will be announced Wednesday afternoon. Well, to an extent, it's a boring meeting for the Fed. If that isn't an oxymoron, I don't know what is. The overwhelming expectation is for the central bank to hold rates steady. For those of you Fed members listening, I sincerely apologize, kind of. However, on the fringes, uh, there's a bit of doubt as to where the Fed is leaning for future policy. Now, earlier this year, the Fed was committed to a gradual raising of interest rates. Now, the steady march forward has stalled a bit recently amid some concerns about the health of the economy. And that's only gotten a little worse lately. So at this point, there have been some whispers that the Fed might be forced to roll back some of its recent rate hikes. And this has led to a very fractional chance that the next Fed move will be a rate cut. Now, the CME's FedWatch tool uh, uses trading in Fed futures to quantify the likelihood of various Fed decisions. And as of last Friday, the markets were pricing in oh, about a 98.6% chance that the Fed will keep rates the same at this week's meeting. As we said, pretty boring. 
However, there is that thin 1.4% chance that the Fed will make a different decision, and uh, it could be a surprising direction, and that would be towards a rate cut. If it happens, the markets are pricing in about, oh, a 7 in 500 chance that the Fed will cut rates this week. It's not much, but at the same time, it's not zero. It's better than the current odds that the uh, Cleveland Browns will win the Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, for those of you that are inclined to bet, the odds for them are sitting at about 100 to 1. Going forward, things remain a bit murky for the Fed. I mean, Cleveland Browns, we pretty much know where they stand. Sorry, Cleveland. It's true. And for the Fed's uh, rate-setting meeting in November, the markets are pricing in about a 94.7% chance that rates will remain where they are right now. But the small chance that the Fed will do something is split. As of Friday, there was a 3.9% chance that rates would be higher by the end of the meeting, and there was a 1.3% chance that rates would be lower. So for the December meeting, there's more confidence of higher rates by the announcement of that decision. There's a 57.3% chance that rates will hold steady at current levels. But there's also a 41.1% chance of a quarter point rate hike. What about the other eight-tenths of 1%, you ask? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Some of the other additional talk of a rate hike comes after a disappointing jobs report released earlier this month. The government said that payrolls climbed just 156,000 in August. That was below expectations for 180,000. What's more, the latest figures included a downward revision to the previous months. The numbers for June and July were both reduced to 210,000 and 189,000, respectively. Still decent numbers, but they did represent a downward revision of about 41,000 jobs. Meanwhile, the overall economic picture looks pretty healthy. The latest GDP data showed the economy grew at a faster rate in the second quarter than people had previously thought. The figures released late last month showed a 3% growth rate for the April to June period. That was up from the 2.6% that was originally reported. The economy grew at a 1.4% pace in the first quarter, and the second quarter figures will give a final revision later this month. I got a confession to make. What do you mean a confession? Look, you know, for like the last year or so, I've been talking about going to law school so I can be an ACLU lawyer and be in a position to help people get into over and all that. Uh Well, I was standing in line at the post office yesterday, you know, and I'm looking around, and everybody's looking really pathetic. You know what I mean? I mean, like, people are, like, got drool, just sort of stable, and then, like, this guy's bending over. You could see the crack of it. It was, was, was like, wife beaters. Anyway, it was... And and I realized I I just want to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, it it sounds good and all, but I I just have to confront the fact that I really don't like the people I've been talking about helping out. You you, you know what I'm saying? I don't don't think I like people, period. I mean, you guys are okay. I'm just trying to be honest about being a misanthrope. All right, well, the biggest earnings release out there This week is from FedEx, also known as Federal Express. In case you didn't know. This is from an economic point of view, the biggest earnings release, I mean. Uh, Beyond how they measure how the company's doing, the earnings report from FedEx is uh, kind of a useful bit of information about the economy as a whole, believe it or not. Why, you ask? Well, let me tell you. It's because the shipping delivery giant is situated at the center of a good deal of economic activity. Signs are that FedEx had a relatively good quarter. Earnings are projected to rise just over 9% compared to last year. Revenues expected to rise as well. The top line is expected to advance by about 5% to $15.4 billion. However, the company is facing a high-profile issue this quarter. In late June, the company's European subsidiary TNT was hit by a cyber attack. Boy, was that TNT dynamite. I couldn't resist, sorry. The attack was limited to uh, one unit, but the company did say that it could see a material impact from the breach. TNT represents about 12% of FedEx's total revenue. 
Now, FedEx has had a moderately good run of earnings reports lately. Last time around, the company reported earnings that rose from last year and topped analyst expectations. In response, the stock ticked up just over 1.5%. It was the third time out of the last four quarters that the company's earnings report was met with gains on Wall Street. All right, there's another uh, few noteworthy corporate reports due out this week. There's a representative from the troubled retail sector. Bed Bath & Beyond is expected to see its profits drop from last year. The earnings slide is projected to be more than 14%. Revenue is expected to edge slightly higher, climbing to a level just above $3 billion. Now, Bed Bath & Beyond has suffered a, a few earnings well, bloodbaths in the past few quarters. Last time around, the company revealed a bottom-line result that dropped nearly 40% from the previous year, and the profit missed analyst expectations. Now, that sparked a sharp drop in the company's stock price. Shares were down about 12% the day following the earnings report. That was the second sharp earnings drop in the last three quarters. Shares also plunged after the company's quarterly report last December. Now, that retreat saw the stock drop more than 9% on disappointing earnings figures. Okay, looking at some of the other companies set to report this week, we've got a couple of car-related players set to announce their financial results. Used car dealer CarMax and auto parts retailer AutoZone are both on the docket this week. Both are projected to see improved earnings this quarter, and growth rates at the two companies are expected to be very similar. Growth at CarMax is seen at around 7%, while AutoZone is projected to get in the zone and see its earnings rise by about 6%. You're welcome for the free plug there. Looking further downfield, the uh, biggest soccer franchise is set to announce its earnings. Manchester United will release its results this week. And if you're surprised that the soccer team actually has financial results, <laughs> you're just as surprised as I am. Boy, we're sheltered here in the United States. Meanwhile, results are also due out from General Mills and Adobe Systems. Say so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? <laughs> what, you gonna end up in jail sometime really soon? I know that. But. No, man. Yeah. No, man, tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All righty then. Each week we like to wander off the beaten track a little bit, take a look at some money stories that are not exactly Wall Street related. Time now for our patented and trademarked quick hits. Kind of. Well, first, a heartening statistic about incomes. Now, according to some new figures, the median household income in the U.S. rose for a second straight year. It's good news, right? The median household income was $59,039 in 2016. That was up 3.2% over the previous year. That figure is adjusted for inflation, and it's one of the most closely watched indicators of just how the middle class is faring financially. The 2016 median income surpassed the previous record of 58655 That was set back in 1999, according to the Census Bureau. It's finally good to be partying like we did back in 1999, right? Hey, speaking of U.S. statistics, it looks like Facebook has been playing kind of a little bit loose with some of its population numbers, shall we say? In fact, there's a bit of evidence that Facebook promises advertisers that ads placed on its platform reach more U.S. customers than actually exist. Facebook's ad manager claims that ads have a potential to reach 41 million people between the ages of 18 to 24 and 60 million between 25 to 34 in the U.S. Slight problem, though. According to the U.S. Census, the ones who actually keep track of this stuff, <laughs> last year there was a total of 31 million people between the ages of 18 and 24 and 45 million in the 35 to 34 age group. Okay, so Facebook responded to that by saying that its reach estimates are, uh, well, they're designed to estimate how many people in a given area are eligible to see an ad that a business might run. 
and they're not designed to match population or census estimates. Uh, Well, let's not think about that one too hard, okay? Instead, let's move on, shall we, to some more exciting retail news. Everybody loves shopping. So, uh, there's been a bit of news lately about, well, some of the trouble in the retail industry. Now, one of the major clothing retailers has an interesting response to the so-called retail apocalypse. They're going to stop stocking clothes. Yeah, department store uh, giant Nordstrom announced its plans to open a new concept store that won't keep any inventory. And don't worry, there won't be a bunch of people walking around naked. Ooh, that would just be nasty. The new Nordstrom local store will open on October 3rd in West Hollywood, California. It'll be 3,000 square feet big, compared with 140,000 square feet for the average department store. According to the Wall Street Journal, it'll contain eight dressing rooms where shoppers can try on clothes and accessories. However, it won't actually stock the clothes or accessories. Okay, Nordstrom Local will focus on free consultations with personal stylists who will then advise customers and then have the merchandise brought in. If you're confused, so am I. All right, let's take a look at a few lawsuits that have made headlines recently. Now, first off, a conclusion in the legal fight over the rights of a so-called monkey selfie. That's finally reached a settlement. Thank goodness. I, you know, I was losing so much sleep over that. PETA, you know, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they've reached a settlement with a photographer named David Slater in a dispute over just who owns the rights to a selfie made by a monkey. Now, back in 2011, a seven-year-old male-crested black macaque, Macau, I don't know, snapped a selfie using a camera belonging to wildlife photographer David Slater. Back in 2015, PETA filed a lawsuit in U.S. federal court in San Francisco against Slater, uh, claiming copyright ownership of the photos that the monkey took. Under the settlement, Slater will donate 25% of any future revenues derived from the monkey selfie to certain charities. Okay, from monkeys to bikini-clad waitresses, there's a random transition for you, a group of so-called bikini baristas have filed a lawsuit against the city of Everett, Washington. Why, you ask? I shall tell you. The suit was prompted by two recently passed ordinances that ban bikinis and bare skin on restaurant employees. The baristas allege that the ordinance violates constitutional rights. They claim that the ordinances violate employees' rights to communicate and express themselves through their choice of clothing, or lack thereof, and also infringe on their right to privacy. Boy, oh boy. All right, well, uh, this one is not really much of a lawsuit, but it is from the legal world, so we'll just count it in. Now, California uh, has outlawed the use of drones to deliver marijuana. That's just common sense reform, right? Well, it's part of California's Bureau of Cannabis Control's newly unveiled regulatory rules. Now, specifically, the regulation says, quote, transportation may not be done by aircraft, watercraft, rail, drones, human-powered vehicles, or unmanned vehicles, unquote. Okay. The new regulation also requires that all ground-based deliveries to be done by a human driver. So California will begin issuing retail licenses to marijuana businesses on January 1st, 2018. And all of the world's problems will be solved right there. Thank you, California. You're great. Hey, guys, one more thing. Hey, this summer, when you're being inundated with all this American Bicentennial Fourth of July brouhaha, don't forget what you're celebrating, and that's the fact that a bunch of slave-owning, aristocratic white males didn't want to pay their taxes. Yeah! All right, everybody, that will wrap it up for this edition of Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, please go to iTunes and subscribe. If you don't, we're going to send you a bill in the mail. Make sure you pay it within 30 days, and we prefer cash. While you're there, please go ahead and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast catcher. Good ratings help others discover it. It is very helpful. Make sure to let all of your friends know. And if your payment is more than 30 days late, we are going to charge a late fee. Not kidding. <laughs> 
Or are we? I don't know. Hey, check out our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet. Don't forget ST at the end like you see on the street signs. And thank you to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for heaping a fine helping of writing and co-production onto the steaming pile of a podcast. And, of course, a big thank you to our great friends at RTT News for providing news and stats that we use on this very own show. So for up-to-date info on the markets, check them out right now. Don't wait. Go to rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye... Just a reminder that whatever the economy holds for the future, try to at least take some joy out of life. All right, all right, all right. Have a great week, everybody.